Welcome to another edition of Hit the Lights podcast. I've got with me today a very special guest, Boyd Goulden. How are we doing? I'm very well, Gary. How are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad, thanks. Um, what you what you been up to lately? Much? Uh, all sorts, I will say. Uh, still sparky and I've still got a contracting firm, so uh, still sort of active in the local area. Got a couple of lads work for me. Quite lucky that we're local, um, local and... Um, yeah, like I say, con- contracting um, for few few domestic installations. We do a little bit of commercial work as well, um, a bit of testing for certain landlords and uh, estate agents or letting agents nearby. And my certs on business, obviously, we've got a lot going on with that as well at the moment. Ah, that's brilliant. I mean, that's probably a good place to start then. So, I mean, wh- what was your journey into the industry then? Oh, now you're talking. How long have you got? <laughs> we got a while. Uh, well, my my dad had an electrical contracting firm, um, and I was 16 years old. Didn't know what I wanted to do when I left school. To be fair, I'm 50 years old, and I still don't know what I want to do when I grow up. Um, <laughs> uh, but I said, Dad, can I have a job? And I left school at 16, went straight into an apprenticeship, uh, Water Lane College in Watford, and done two years, um, sort of block release. They called it in the day, two, three, six part one and two, done that for about two years at college and then carried on with my um, sort of uh, on skills working with, with my dad's company. Um, we worked in and around London from the sort of like late 80s till at least early 90s, um, sort of passed me, passed me exams. Uh, after that, I disappeared to Australia for a little bit. 96 97 sort of worked worked in australia for a year which was fantastic was that just to get out and see the world yeah yeah just do that what they call it gap year now you know just just go around and, and see what else there is out there you know being a sparky in england I, I was thought to myself i've got a trade behind me if i go to australia and i find something different who knows what will happen but mm. turned up in australia spent all my money that, that i had saved and went to an agency and said can i be an electrician in your country and luckily i just mentioned i got city and guild certificates and they took me straight on and that very next day i was working so yeah that that was you know quite a good result um never looked back really do, doing that after after traveling to australia working i, I realized i could do you know sparking anywhere uh, came back home got married a few years later my wife and i ended up then going to new zealand and we've I worked as a sparky in new zealand for about eight or nine months and that again another good experience out there very similar to australia in terms of working ethics and you know the procedures practices and yeah come back home and started my own company after for oh, 2012 i worked for my dad until i was um uh, till his company sort of folded when he retired about 2012 and I started up on my own so I have my own contracting firm NRC approved contractor for at least 10 years now okay what what was it like working with your dad did you find that work well as a relationship uh, yeah I mean to be fair it was him and his business partner who were in the office and we had about up to about 20 sparkies working for us so uh at the early days I was you know out on site quite a lot I was uh, in the end, by about 22, 23, I was running the building sites, or at least one or two of them, uh, with other sparkies underneath me, which was good. Um, uh, later on, I ended up actually being the office manager, and I was in charge of all the, you know, the sort of uh, uh, 
office side of things. I was doing all AutoCAD. I used to do the uh, drawings for the builders, the as-builts and the pre-design. And sort of really where I had the idea for Certon stemmed from being in the office and becoming a, uh, a person making the manuals for the builders at the end of the jobs, the handover manuals. So right at the end of the job, obviously, the, the Sparkies would be doing the testing. We'd issue the certificates. We'd put them all together in a pack for each property. And, yeah, that was where one of the ideas for Certon came about was because of the builders would phone us up and say, look, Mrs. Smith in flat 34 has lost her fan manual, or can you reissue another electrical certificate because they can't find it, it's been lost in the system, etc." And that's sort of really where the idea for Certon come about was because of the missing documents and people can't find them. Right, okay. I mean, so obviously you mentioned you, you came back, you started your own sparking firm. How far into that did you kind of look at starting to develop the Certon element of what you're doing now? To be fair, I was I was back on my own as a Sparky for about at least six years. So it wasn't until about 2018 I sat down one day because somebody called and said, can you reissue me another electrical certificate that you'd done two or three years previously? And I, and I just kept thinking, you know, I might have emailed them the, the document. It might have been a handwritten or a hard copy that they got issued. Um, I can't remember the exact in, ins and outs of, of what happened for this particular customer, but I just thought one day, look, you know, there's so many bits of technology out there today. Why don't we use technology to make this uh, a streamlined process so that you don't need to, to think, can you send me another copy? There must be a, a way of making a database and a, a QR code on the fuse board and linking that document to that QR code. And then that way, you know, it's always there for the next user or the homeowner. Um, and that's sort of where it sort of stemmed from, really. OK, no, that's, that's really interesting. So I suppose for those those of our listeners who, who maybe haven't heard of Certon, what is Certon? How do you define it? OK, it's um, it's a document storage facility for easy and instant access to any important property document. It's not just electrical certificates. Obviously, being a sparky, I thought that the, the you know, the idea would work great for electricians, not just add this certificate, it would be the part P, it would be your fire alarm certificate, your O&M manual. And we broaden the idea or, or the, the product to become um, a document storage facility for any building document. So it is your gas safe certificate, it's a, an asbestos report, uh, you know, how your fire alarm works, it, it, and architects drawings, the lot. So that, that's basically what the, the company is and what the product does. Um, I always wanted it to be as simple as that homeowner can use it, whereas there are a lot of companies, there's some other companies who are using QR codes and to access documents, but they do bog you down with how the system works in terms of job management, invoicing, estimates, a lot of stuff that the end user won't really need. I only wanted Certon to be something as simple as, where's my certificate, scan that QR code with your phone or on using our app and it will be there. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. I mean, obviously, in the water industry, uh, everything is asset tagged. Everything is got a QRP on, on that. So, you know, it's interesting to hear it being applied to. Um, certainly, I'm, I'm assuming you're doing it more domestically and uh, com maybe commercially as well. Yeah. So, so that's the that's where the um, sort of when COVID hit, we we always launched the product to be a public portal. So this would be available to everybody across the UK um to use down to a homeowner so it would be installers but it would also be 
the property owner. That's uh, the company was started as Certon and that, and that was our first product. But what we realized that there would be um, a sort of uh, a greater avenue for the product or the company to use it in a licensed situation for larger organizations like housing associations, multi-property estate companies like your water companies, utility companies, etc. So what we've done is we rebranded the products into hub for the public and pro for the license for housing associations. So the first year in business when we when we launched, took us about a year in development. It took us about, uh, I don't know, a, a good few months of testing. Once we launched at the professional electrician trade shows, uh, we got really good industry recognition. Uh, um, we won three awards in our first year, which was absolutely fantastic. We got sort of pushed right up into the to the sort of uh, forefront of the electrical industry, which is brilliant. And then obviously 2000 and um, uh, end of 2019, early 20 was uh, COVID. And then all of a sudden we stopped uh, going to the trade shows, stopped advertising in the magazines and stuff because obviously it all sort of just hit, you know, everything hit everybody at the same time. So what we thought then was let's then build all the money we had left for our marketing we put into development and we built the second product, the pro version, which has got a lot more features for uh, asset tagging throughout common areas, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where we've been for the last uh, couple of years, really developing that, building that. We launched that last year at one of the ASCP events, the Association of Compliance and Safety Professionals. That's the, the Corgi technical uh, team. They, they do a lot of the compliance for housing associations. We launched that at their event in Telford, and since then we've been plugging away slowly at um, trying to get, if you like, housing associations on board, but also multi-property estate companies. We partnered with um, Europa PLC. Um, they've been fantastic in terms of sponsoring us. They've taken us to a few trade shows, and we've been speaking to so many different people that we didn't think Certon would work with, or, or we didn't see that as an avenue we would go down. So. The industrial market was something that I, I didn't think of when we launched certain. I always wanted it to be an end user and an electrician or, or a gas engineer, you know, something sort of, you know, in, in the public domain. Obviously, commercial was the, the hub, uh, sorry, the pro version, which was obviously for the, you know, more business to business housing associations stuff. Uh, but now we're going down the industrial route with Europa. And uh, that's uh, got so many good reviews. We've got uh, quite a few things in the pipeline. But I won't say anything about it yet because obviously we're, we're in all sorts of um, uh, demo test modes with, with a couple of people. And once that's all buttoned up and up and running, that's when we're going to be um, uh, giving a big fanfare out for that. Yeah. OK. Yeah, no, we'll look forward to that then. Mm. I mean, it, what's interesting? I mean, I'm assuming you haven't got a massive um, background in servers, app production or anything like that. So where where did you go to get the right um, advice and assistance on that sort of thing? OK, so I've got a friend, um, my my eldest boy, 16, and, and he, uh, my friend's uh, daughter, 16. Now they were uh, a little sort of nursery school at least 15 years ago. And we uh, we, we, we met um, and I realised that he builds apps and websites. So when I had the idea for Certon, I said, look, you know, we've got this idea. Is is it something we could do? And he said, absolutely. You know, it, it's just as um, a, a simple sort of, um, you know, web based 
uh, protocol server you know you, you just accessing documents you know we're not actually doing too uh, too technical too much of a technical thing here um, and again just to make it as streamlined and as simple as possible that's where um, Larry Roch who runs a company called Twin Technology he, he came in and um, he's got another company called Cyber UK got a, another partner called Tom Sewell they're, they're our business partners with Certon and they help run all of the um, the website portal and, and the app development. Mm. Eventually, you're going to need some pretty big servers, you'd hope. <laughs> well, at the, moment, at the moment, we use Amazon AWS uh, as our cloud-based uh, system. Yep. So that's, you know, obviously, everybody's heard of Amazon. Uh, the Amazon Web Services, the AWS part of it, is obviously what we're using to run our uh, cloud-based system on. So that the app obviously uh, links in with the the hybrid. It's a hybrid app, so it's a website and an app that run alongside each other. Mm. Um, and then obviously um, the cloud system is it's all stored up in Amazon's uh, data servers wherever they are on the planet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a good way of accessing it. <laughs> yeah, I mean at the moment we are only UK based. We obviously wanted to launch this in in a way of somewhere where I know the domain that I'm comfortable with um, obviously customer care stuff like that you know we, we wanted to know that we were you know hitting the right market for um, you know the UK really you know it's, I suppose with any new startup business you always want to be uh, you, you always want more you always want to uh, go down different different avenues and because again I am a sparky and, and I have um, launched this in the electrical trade we haven't done the mass marketing we haven't hit places like you know uh, the gas industry we haven't hit the asbestos industry the builders etc we've just launched it electrically had two years of COVID built the second product now we've got two products that can work in such a big area we really just um, are just waiting for that first big um, customer to say this is what we want in our in our properties. Yeah, no, I mean that's certainly um, I think the the way to go, isn't it? Um, steady, stable growth is always uh, the more sustainable than rapid growth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And obviously, like I say, with, with apps and websites, you know, you do get the odd little flaw every now and again, and we do work through it. Obviously, Apple and Google, um, you know, they do have things that, that come out and sort of take you by surprise and my team at Cyber UK as soon as we find out that there's an issue they, they deal with it straight away so we don't have a lot of downtime on the app so which is good um, we do have lots of updates coming uh, we've got some new features being added which is good so if people don't know what the product does it, it is obviously just a, an instant access document storage retrieval and uh, notification so if, for instance, you've got an electrical certificate that's um, due a retest, when you upload the document, you put an expiry date in, that expiry date generates a, an email and an app notification to the customer and the installer to say, by the way, Mrs. Smith, Mr. Electrician, your, your fuse board needs a retest on this date. And everybody knows that the, the job is due. There's a new feature that we're just adding in to do with landlords that at the moment it works for landlords, but we're just adding it in to make it a streamlined process. So that, that's going to come out soon. In terms of so, I mean, as an example, that kind of springs to mind is someone selling their house. If the if the owner of the installation moves on, is there a, a, an easy way of managing the transfer of that? Yeah, we've got what they call a transfer of ownership of all of the documents. So 
we always knew that um, obviously if it goes into the private domain, um, you know, that electrical certificate, the gas boiler certificate, etc., will all be, always be relevant to that property. The only thing that's going to change is the name of the person on that certificate. That's it. The, the actual installation is identical. So all we do there is that the new owner simply uh, gets hold of us for our contact us page. They'll say to us, um, look, we've, we've turned up in, your, in the property. We want access now to the uh, documents that are stored. The, the homeowner just simply uh, uh, speaks to us and says, look, we've moved into a property. There's a certain sticker on the fuse board on the boiler and we want to find the access to them documents. We just simply get hold of the previous account holder at that address. We ask them, is it OK to do a transfer of ownership? And we simply just add them a brand new account completely free. And then they got all the documents in their account as well. OK, yeah, no, that's that's a nice, easy way of I mean, typically in, in my experience, I know it's industrially, but obviously it's in the handover and things uh, that many years later, things are lost. So yeah. it's always good to have that that good handover process. You've kind of mentioned a few things like the, the QR codes and, and things like that. How, how do you develop the ideas of the business? You know, um, obviously, COVID presented you with, a, with an opportunity to, to go away and develop a few ideas. How, what, what inspires you? What gets the, the, the juices flowing and the ideas to, to be developed? Going back to me being in the office when I worked for my dad was, was the ultimate um, sort of uh, idea again, going back to the core part of the company, was just finding the documents and knowing that they were always there. The features that we add in, um, some of them have been discussed um, it, since we've had the company up and running. Uh, I've actually had quite a few companies in the fire industry. Um, again, so without going into too many details, we've got a couple of uh, very good contacts that we're in discussions with about adding in things like auditing and tracking which is a simple way of uh, knowing that if, if you subscribe, see our, our product is a pay-as-you-go product. So there's no worries about, you know, constantly getting charged each month. You just pay for what you use and document spaces. There is a new feature that we're talking about adding in, which would be subscribed, and it would be auditing and tracking in the way of if somebody turns up at the building, they're operatives. So if you're a, a company that, that uh, you know, runs, I don't know, 10 fire alarm engineers, they know when they've turned up in the property because they've scanned that QR code. We'll send them a monthly report to say, uh, Mr. Smith was in that property at eight o'clock on Monday morning. He had the document open for 20 minutes. We know he's read it. We've obviously known that he's moved to a different part of the building because he scanned that next QR code. So these are extra features that, um, again, they're not in the product at the moment, but we are in process of ad adding some some of them in. There's a good couple of other things that are happening. Again, I don't want to give away too much because I, I want it to come out once it's all built and up and running. We are in um, a product called um, Test Flight and a beta version of some, some new features at the moment. But as soon as they're up and running, I'll let you know first. It sounds like you've got a heck of a lot going on. How do you manage doing two two businesses at once? No, I'm very lucky. I've got a very supportive wife who's a painter and decorator. She, she's out all the time. Uh, between the pair of us, we've got, we've, we've got the two kids, uh, two dogs, two cats. We're very busy people. I can't sit still on one of them that, you know, I can't sit still and watch the telly. Um, I've got a plastic lawn now and I don't have to cut the grass. So that saves me <laughs> a lot of time. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it is good because I, I manage it in, in terms of my two lads who work for me. They're, they're quite sort of um, clever enough to get on with jobs without me actually holding their hands, which is what I sort of, you know, 
if you like want wanted as I you know as you get a little bit older you don't want to have to you know constantly be on the tools and I guess with Certon as well this is one of them ideas or, or businesses that I thought well I've had an idea and I can see that this can can work if I don't if I don't make this as a company if I don't make this as a product and get it out there someone else might do it and then I'll always kick myself mm. so it's always it was always one of them things of okay yes I'm still sparking I'm pretty good money as that I also want to be able to make another company so I can take you know my time and services elsewhere so managing it okay at the moment I won't say it's easy you know you've got to do these things entrepreneurial shit they call it I think having good trust and um, support network around you obviously assists in in facilitating your ability to do it the, the two lads who work for me again that they've one of them Lewis he's been with me for about seven years now and it, uh, as an apprentice and he he's been absolutely fantastic he, the customers love him so polite clean and tidy believe it or not he does have a dustpan and brush in his van and his younger brother owen now he's 18 he's just done two years at college and again he's because he showed on his own back same as lewis did took himself to college it showed me that he actually really was you know uh, trying to be an electrician so i've just took him on a few months ago as a as an apprentice so yeah no, no that's that's fantastic obviously you're still investing in that way in, yeah. in in your both businesses i mean yeah. probably a, a nice uh, well i say a nice question a horrible question which business do you prefer oh now there's a thing well you know what i because certain is still a young company and to be fair uh, a lot of it has been online the last two years obviously we just chatted before we come on there a lot of it is sitting in front of the computer or sitting on the phone um some of the shows that i go to i i do have a lot of fun and, and a lot of experience um you know sort of getting out and meeting people at the shows and just seeing the reaction on people's faces when we show them how simple the product is you know that that's something that i, I absolutely love uh, i mean again electric being an electrician it's something i've always enjoyed i like being hands-on i like doing um or having problems to solve you know that's something that i, I really do enjoy and I, believe it or not, I actually enjoy testing. I enjoy EICRs. A lot of people, you know, think that they're the, you know, the, the worst part of being an electrician. I quite like that, um, you know, see, seeing an installation, finding some some issues, some problems, putting them down on paper. And sometimes people ask us to rectify them. No problems doing that. Sometimes I feel that we're, we're walking around making, making things a lot safer than they were before we walked in the house. So that's something that I quite enjoy doing. Uh, not a lot, like I say, not a lot of sparkies like that, but I don't mind doing that. No, I, I, I'd agree. Fault finding is one of my favourite parts yeah. of the job. That Yeah, I definitely enjoyed that. I mean, I suppose mo- moving on, I suppose wider electrical industry then, obviously with yourself attending quite a lot of shows, you see the the, the reg updates fairly um, regularly, you, you, yeah. you're getting a lot of CPD. What what are some of the issues that you can see that we're we're moving into um in the next few years within the electrical industry well the new the new amendment that's come out the amendment two i mean obviously um i've been lucky enough to be asked with a couple of other sort of podcast or manufacturers i mean the skullmore sgtv guys have asked me on a few times to their shows darren staniforth and, and jake green i know darren's with um iet now and city and and jake green still with with skullmore but just having a lot of the discussions with other other electricians on this type of you know like like your podcast gary they you you learn so much whereas 
the industry is changing so quickly and the new regs have come out, you do find there are a lot of people getting lost left behind and they don't know the regulations. And that's that's the areas that I think it's very hard for, say, uh, someone like the NRC, ERC or NAPIT or ECA, you know, to try to keep every single member and every single person who's on their books completely up to date with the new regs. That's the hardest part for the people who don't know and the people who don't want to learn. I think the heart one other thing is is the end user again going back to you know letting the end user know about what these new changes are um they don't, they don't got a clue you've got to trust that that electrical contracting firm has come in your house and done everything to that amendment too now if you get a, a firm who's not so sort of au fait on the regs you know they might be under a governing body they uh, you know like nrc napit they might not be but how do you know that they've actually um, installed all of the electrics to that amendment too? That's the hardest thing I think that the whole wider industry has got is how do you keep everybody informed? There's so much going out about amendment two at the moment. I mean, obviously you've got E5 group, you've got Sparky Ninja, you've got all of these um, sort of fantastic sort of mediums out there to show people what's going on. It's the ones that don't care or don't listen or don't watch any of that social media stuff they're, they're not actually probably doing stuff to the amendment to or when when it's actually in full effect you know i know, I know it's out now but we've got sort of a grace period haven't we till it's actually fully mm. over from the last so um so how do you capture that within your business then do you um like maintain cpd for for your engineers yeah um again going back to watching the videos like say the five smart sparking engines and stuff that's something that i i constantly will get a link to a website i'll forward it on to the lads we'll have a chat about it over you know sort of breakfast or, or while we're on site you know it will be something that we will be talking about um and obviously going on the shows i mean that's that's one thing that i always liked when i was when i was exhibiting at the the pe shows so I would get chance to have a little wander around to the seminars and have a listen. I mean, just recently I didn't exhibit, but I, I do like to still keep going. So I just went to the Alexander Palace one in January. It might be March now. I went round and I, I sat in a few of the IET shows. And again, because there's so many others out there, I know that um, the City Electrical one that they just do it all free. You, all you got to do is log on to, to YouTube or, or the internet on the Facebook page, and there's so much out there, which is great. I had my annual assessment uh, with my uh, area engineer with the NRC recently. And because I do download my CPT, CPD certificates, I've got a log of everything with the NRC on, on you know, on my sort of portal. Um, he, I showed him all of my um, CPD stuff and he said, I've, it's the first time I've come to an assessment and I've actually seen somebody filled this stuff out. And I thought, is not everybody doing it then? Am I mm. the only one doing it? So... You know that, that that was quite good that he, he hadn't seen that the engineer but obviously this is where i go back to i hope everybody is trying to be as sort of stringent as what hopefully what we are in, in our company yeah no definitely i mean obviously you mentioned you're with the nic there i mean have you looked at involving them in any way in terms of uh, developing your not only your your uh, business i suppose with your electrical contracting but cert on and stuff well, yeah, I mean, I, I I actually sat with the guys um, before before we properly launched. Um, they certainly know about Certon. 
Um, we have discussed potential work in around uh, how, how it all you know goes. I think me as a commercial venture, what they're saying, is, you know, is I understand they can't endorse something like Certon exactly the same as they can't endorse Hager fuse boards or you know MK sockets is what they've said is you know that we're a we're a commercial venture. Um, you know there are potential ways that we can work around adding Certon in as a, a product that, that that they could work with. But again, there are so many others out there. It's not just NRC, ERC, it's NAPIT, it's gas safe, it's you know asbestos, it's you know. So there is a there is a whole broader range, which obviously I wanted to try, if you like, um, to see how I can get this up and running on my own. I'm not saying yeah. I can, you know, I'm, not, I'm never going to say it's always going to be me or, or um, my my company. We, we're, so we're in the process of uh, talking about investment at the moment. So that's something that, that the whole company might change in a completely different direction in, in the future. Yeah, so that is it's, it's still quite, like I say, still quite a young company. I always class it as we, we've been out of business for a year. We had COVID and we've had two years sitting around sort of not really doing too much. So... I only feel that I've been out for about a year and a half now. <laughs> that's about- good. Well, I mean, you still feel fresh faced about it. That's yeah. <laughs> that's the key thing. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, be, being an electrician, do you look at like some of the the products that you're kind of delivering in terms of the, I'll say the standard forms and going above and beyond to capture some of the technology, you know, that's currently out there for electricians. You know, like uh, the SPDs, the um, the AFDDs. Are you finding that you're keeping up to date with those sort of changes as well? Yeah, I mean, again, with the Amendment 2, I've got a good grasp of, of everything that's gone on with Amendment 2. Domestically, a lot of my work, I would probably say about 80% of my work is domestic. And, you know, the, the regs have obviously uh, changed a lot in, in terms of what you have to, you know, surge protection is, is a, uh, you know, it goes in now. Obviously, I know that the AFDDs are for high, higher risk or, um, you know, high, high rise and what they call them, the HMOs. Again, the, the good thing for me and Certon with Amendment 2, uh, not so much the technology side of things, but one of the regulation changes was the, uh, the removal of a lot of the stickers on the fuse boards. Yeah. Um, and uh, as long as you issue a certificate and a handover manual to the end user, um, you know, when you, the, the, the system's energised, well, that's exactly what Certon is. It's it's a, a, a simple, you know, certification, one sticker. You put Remove all of these other stickers so the fuse board looks nice and clean, but just put one sticker on, our one, and it's got everything there. You know, that, that for me, that regulation changed five, 14.9 when you know that they brought that out was something that I just went well that's perfect for us yeah so. no yeah definitely we talk I suppose we've kind of talked a bit about next steps for your business and stuff like that mm-hmm. what what about next steps for you next steps for me what um where well oh no no that, that's that's a uh, if I had a crystal ball <laughs> yeah. um yeah uh again I'm just quite happy plodding, plodding along with, with the contracting, the, the certs on stuff. Like I say, we've got a lot happening with Europa, uh, which is, again, putting us into a different a different area that I never saw this going. I think for me, if, if I could take uh, a few days off every now and again, that'd be good. But obviously, if, if I'm taking days off, I'm still doing stuff. I can't sit still. Like, 
you're not mowing your plastic lawn anyway. No, <laughs> might get me jet washer out on it or something like yeah. that. No, fair enough. I mean, having more time off is key. It's, it's a part of the balance, isn't it, that um, we don't face burnout? Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, like I say, my wife and I, we run three businesses now. Obviously, the electrical contracting cert on uh, Katie, she's a, a painter, a decorator, so she's always working as well. So, you know, we do like to have uh, holidays. We've obviously had so much work on that we haven't had that many. But um, I think we are looking for a nice week in Wales this year. Uh, what with what with COVID, um, we've we've sort of said there's no point in us trying to doing a broad holiday. So we've got a little cottage in Wales. Uh, we've rented out for a week in the summer, which is nice. Really looking forward to that. But I will have my laptop with me just in case <laughs> any uh, customer care uh, queries coming through. So yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I'd recommend keeping it shut. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the wife will keep it shut, or it'll be thrown yeah. in the river. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> no, it's been um it's been wonderful chatting to you, Boyd. I do have um one one last question for you. Okay. What is your favourite movie? Oh, God blimey. Well, I would probably say the Goonies. The Goonies is a good choice, yeah. Yeah. Um it's just one of the classics, you know, it's one that whenever it's on, I will sit and watch it. And uh it's got everything for everybody in it. I won't say what character they some of my friends base me on. Uh, when I was a kid, it was something to do with a truffle shuffle that they liked to uh, <laughs> with. But yeah, no, fair at least it wasn't the other one, sloth. Yeah, yeah. I did go to a fancy dress competition, uh, a, a fancy dress party dressed as him uh, a couple of years ago. But yeah, I'll show you them pictures another day. <laughs> I look forward to that. Well, it's been um, fantastic speaking to you, and uh, you know, thank you very much. No worries at all. It's been a pleasure. Really enjoyed it. Lovely, and thank you everyone for listening.